0: God bless football, Billy Gill. God bless football, Stugatz. How are you? I am doing well. How are you? Uh, you just saw me. I, mean... <laughs> I did just see you, and this is the second state that I've seen you in today. This is the second physical state you have seen me in, and if I come back and do something else in 15, 20 minutes, you'll see me in a third state. How about that?
2: Mm. <laughs> we have a weird one for you, listeners, yeah. and yeah. Uh, we have a number of things that we're going to have to clear up as the uh, as the show is going on. We're going to be joined by Daves first of all, which we're very excited about, but during the day Dave's interview, and we're going to yes. go to that first. Yes. So you guys is going to have to explain to you a name that he continues to mention throughout it.
0: Uh, his name is Pat Hanlon. Uh, Pat Hanlon is a legend in our industry. He is on my top five media relation directors of all time list. He is. He's on my top five. You don't have uh, one of those. You don't think I do, huh? No, I don't. <laughs> well, I do. Pat Hanlon. When I first got started out in the industry back in like the mid to late nineties, okay. He had the same job that he currently has now. So Pat Hanlon was the guy to call 30 years ago when you needed something for the New York Giants. And the show I was producing, Hank Goldberg at the time, Billy, uh, he always wanted Giants on because at that time the Giants were very, very good, and Hank wanted to talk to George Young, their GM, and Parcells, and I would always call Pat Hanlon. Tuna. And we became very friendly, and Pat Hanlon is a legend in the media industry. He's been the media relations director for the Giants for, I don't know, 40 years, okay? And he got us daves today. How about that? He got us
2: daves, and we got him angry with some of the questions. And you will hear from said (laughs) media relations person who did not like all of the questions we asked, Dave's. Wait, Billy, before we get to Dave's, do you have a uh, DraftKings game this week? We do have a DraftKings yeah. game this week, Stugatz. Great question. So as usual, you can compete against us in fantasy. Go to dkng.co slash lebitard. You can compete against us. Stugatz is in it. I'm in it. Various people from the show are in it. Uh, and it's a fun
0: time so uh billy if i had a top five media relations directors list of all time would you want it now or no some other time like when would you want it
2: let's go to dave's and then maybe (laughs) do the top five later on in the show keep people listening because i'm sure they're going to want to hear that we fell in
0: love with dave's did we not bill oh yeah he's our guy maybe he'll convince me to be a giant fan we'll see let's go to brian dable the head coach of the new york giants how are you sir good how y'all doing we're doing good. Chris Sims apologizes. This is Billy. He's our uh, co-host and producer. Hey, Billy. What's going on, man? Hello. Sorry, I'm not Chris Sims, coach.
3: That's all right. Call me Daves. Oh, Daves.
0: I like Daves. Dave's yes. yes. Daves, I am wondering. We'll start here because you have a degree in economics. You are far smarter than any of us. And so what the hell are you doing being an NFL coach? That's a waste of a degree, coach.
3: Yeah, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't go that far there. Um, <laughs> I, I, had, I had to pick something. So that's... That's what I picked. I, I went to school. I was going to do medical stuff, biology and chemistry and all that stuff. And, you know, I, I went to the first few classes. I said, get me the hell out of there.
2: I feel like you in a lab coat would be very different than you on the sidelines.
0: <laughs> It'd have to be an extra large one. I'll tell you that. Dr. Dave's has a better ring to it. Though, yeah, right? yeah. Dr. Dave's, Yeah. I feel like it does. Have you thought about that? <laughs> hell no. Or no, you just bailed on those. Mm. Yeah. Hell no. No. Uh, coach, you have to put us where you were and what your reaction was to the video of Kenny Dorsey losing his mind against the Dolphins. I don't
3: know. It's not one of those events that I remember exactly where I was, but, <laughs> but I, but I love Doris Doris is, is competitive, as they come. So I felt, you know, I've been there too, just with the camera not on me, which uh, I'm thankful for. But uh, Doris is a competitive SOB and um, you know, it was a funny video.
0: You were laughing at it, weren't you? I was laughing at it. Did you send them a text like, i them the Damn, what are you doing I mean no no he knows I
3: said I love you buddy I love the energy and the passion
0: (laughs) what the hell is going on with Geno Smith like you guys you just played Seattle uh, second loss of the season but can you explain that coach like what is going on with Geno Smith
3: yeah no I mean just just getting ready to play those guys and watching him he's playing the quarterback position at a high level um and then we went out there and they beat our ass pretty good and he had you know he had a really good game he's throwing the ball well um he's got good skill guys around him. You know, I told him much respect. He's doing a great job. What was the message to your team after that game? Look, we practiced the right way. We were ready to play. Obviously, we didn't get the results we want. You know, there was, you know, certain reasons for that. We've turned the ball over in the kicking game a couple times. We just didn't do the things we needed to do to win the game. So uh, come back, watch the tape, learn from it. Try to be as consistent as we can, whether we win or we lose. It's it's hard to do in this business, but uh, that's the way I
0: approach it. What surprised you the most about your team thus far?
3: I just say they're they're very competitive. Um, The guys are, they care about the game. Uh, They're good teammates. They work their asses off, and they've competed. You know, for sixty minutes. You know, you can see the games that we've won. It's been fourth quarter games, and uh, certainly appreciate the way those guys work and how they compete.
2: Why is it that you think that people haven't bought in on your team yet? Like because you got off to obviously a great start. You're five and one. And then there's certain people that go around and like, oh, this is not a five and one team. Some people even have said, it's the worst five and one team I've ever seen. So, why is it that you think that people like that are saying things? He's like, nodding towards me, coach. And I have said that.
3: I'll be honest I with you. Know. I have That's said okay. that. Yeah. Look, yeah. everybody's got a job to do. I don't think you Asshole. can really worry about that you you're selling out Stu Gotts. i appreciate you Stugatz. yeah I, go. I mean in fact i gotta go right now so I, i'm done with this uh i'm wow. done with this appreciate you guys um
0: look, <laughs> look i've been in this so business
3: a long time so there's you know i've been part of teams that you know won a lot of games and there's a lot of stuff being said about them or started off slow and uh you know that's why this game is great there's, there's such a good following and there's a, you know a ton of reporters and analysts and things like that and Uh, you know, we can't control those things. All we can do is go out there and compete and and try to do the best we can.
0: Uh, Is Pat Hanlon upset with me? Is that what's going on here? Is he upset? I mean, no, no, not at all. Okay, Because I love Pat. Listen, I have been in this industry my entire life. And I say this lovingly, Pat Hanlon is a bleeping legend. He is. He is a top five media relations guy of all time for me. Okay. Like back in the nineties, when I first started out, Pat Hanlon was the guy to call at the Giants, all the way back then, Coach. But I am wondering, because I know Pat pretty well, how sure. often, how many times a week do you need to say, hey, Pat, you're wearing me out? Just back off for a minute, okay?
3: Pat? No, I mean, yeah. shit, he's been great. Um, <laughs> no, I meet with him every day. And right. like I said, he's, he, I can see why you call him a legend. He's been here forever. and he's uh, the best. I, he he is the best. He's, he's, a, <laughs> he's an authentic dude, and that's what I appreciate about him
0: so you coach Tua and Jalen hurts at Alabama yeah. both of them at the same time yeah in an honest moment if I asked you four years ago let's say uh and I said how do you think both these guys will be in the NFL you would have told me what I'd say they'd be
3: they're good uh like this good yeah. though yeah no I mean look they're taking this league by storm right now they're you know tua's a fantastic player and he's got some really good weapons around him as does Jalen and Jalen is lights out right now they they're fun to see the highlights on both those guys I just haven't known them they're They got great attitudes. They're competitive. They're great leaders. Um, You know, it's not surprising what they've done.
2: So do you think that for Tua, for example, and even for your quarterback, Daniel Jones, do you think it's just like it wasn't a good fit with previous coaches? Possibly it wasn't the right scheme because sometimes it just takes a little bit for quarterbacks to figure it out. And there was some of that with Josh Allen, too, at the beginning of his career where people were like, is this guy going to actually be good? And then you have gotten credit for turning him around. And now you're doing kind of the same with Daniel Jones. And Mike McDaniel's doing some of that with Tua. Is it just kind of a maturity thing in the league, or do you think that maybe that wasn't the right fit before?
3: Um, it's, it's Look, I can just speak with, like, Josh, and, and, you know, I know that, look, all the credit goes to the players. That's the way I've been raised in this business. These guys have worked their tails off. They're all talented. And then it's your job as a coach to try to put something together for those guys that – that they feel comfortable with, and try to build around them, and get them some good pieces that they can throw the ball to as a quarterback. Um, but you know whether it's Josh or, or Tua or Jalen or um, those guys are, you know, they deserve all the credit.
0: But coach, you do have this ability; it's a rare ability. In fact, I'm not certain I could think of of many coaches who who have done this where. With Josh Allen, you kind of eliminated, you helped him eliminate the turnovers. With Daniel Jones, you, at least thus far throughout this season, you've kind of done the same thing. Like, how do you go about teaching that to quarterbacks?
3: Yeah, we just try to teach, you know, the the decision-making process and the situations of the game and, you know, try to put plays in for them that they feel comfortable with, that they can read. And uh, again, it's not earth-shattering stuff. We just, we try to put together stuff that they feel comfortable with and, and teach them what we want them to do. And then ultimately the credit goes to those guys for going out there and doing it.
2: Whose idea was the truck video when they first hired you? Because Handling. we saw when you first. Ha- yeah, yeah, that was Hanlon.
3: Yeah. Of course it was Hanlon. I'm like, you know, crammed in this damn suit that I hate wearing. You know, <laughs> I <got> this briefcase <laughs> with nothing in it. Right. You know? Really? Oh. There was
0: nothing in the briefcase. Um, Ritz no, crackers. No, no, there you go. Uh, no, and I'm. I'm like, God dang, this damn
3: suit is tight as hell. I just want to wear, you know, sweatsuit. suit. But um, and they yeah, handed you funny. a briefcase. My, kid, my kids bust my balls all the time about that thing.
2: It was a good video, but they did, they handed you an empty briefcase and they said, you "No, gotta that was go mine.
3: In. I just I just kind of grabbed it." Oh, okay. Yeah. How
2: many suits do you own? Like one just for that and maybe like funerals?
3: I don't think he owns that one. No, you know what I got? I got, I don't know how many damn suits I got, but, um, you know, they're all different sizes. Mm. Right. You know, so, so you got, you know, I got like a huge, huge suit and I got one that's a little bit less and, you know, it depends on the time of the year in terms of, you know, what the scale's saying. Mm. So, uh, you know, I don't wear any of them. I'll tell you that right now. What
0: time of year is the scale the nicest to you? Yeah, yeah. Usually right after summer break. That's what I love about my kids. Your kids don't give a shit that you're that you Daves, that you're Coach Brian uh-huh. Abel, that you're the head coach of the Giants. They just want to make fun of you, right? Oh, no doubt about it. And they do. <laughs> they do a great job of it.
3: Yeah. What'd you do for Halloween? Anything fun? I took uh, I took the young ones out. Five year old and six year old, and they had all their friends and. You know, I didn't dress up. My wife likes to dress up, so she dressed up. You know, last couple of days there's paint shit everywhere all over our bathroom right now. <laughs> uh, five year old was Chucky, right? Oh. So you know, we went out there and got some candy. And why does a five year old know who Chucky is? That seems a little, <laughs> little young, Dave. No, I, I'm telling you, we. we uh, I mean, he's got he's got some older brothers, and um, you know, he should come by my house sometime.
0: Let's uh, do it. Yeah. Let's do we that. would love that. Can we do that? It'll play yeah, some no golf, problem. perhaps, go out for it. an afternoon. You guys got it. Holy shit. Listen, I am about to turn into a giant fan. I'm telling you right now. Yeah, shit. Great. Come on board. Let's go. (laughs) All right.
3: Holy shit, Bill.
2: (laughs) Dave, what's the candy tax like? Like, What are we doing there when your kids come home with all the candy? You you tell them you got to check it to make sure everything's safe or what what do you think?
3: You know how they are nowadays. My wife spoils the shit out of them. So like she loves Halloween. (laughs) So if you go into my garage, I mean, I'm talking about. The full-size candy bars.
0: That's how you do it.
3: And there there might be a thousand of them in this cauldron in front of my house. So there's every damn candy bar you can imagine. So they'll get like two candy. They'll go to the two doors and they'll be like, all right, can we go back home?
2: I don't like this. Right. I don't want to point That's not trick-or-treating. Yeah. No, spoiled, you get you know. Exactly. That. Out of them. Back when we were kids, Dave, you had to work for your candy. You know what I mean? You there's had to no run doubt up about and- it.
3: Figure yeah, out the right work, house. You know, work and... for it. Or the, kids in the, the kids in the neighborhood jump your ass, take your candy. Then you'd be sitting That's there right. with 10 <laughs> of your buddies <laughs> oh, and you're like, all right, let's split it up. All right. Mm-hmm. You get three, you get three. You're crying. The older kids took your stuff. <laughs>
0: yeah, uh, Dames, I love you. Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, that. That right now. <laughs> I might become a giant fan. Yeah. I mean, and we're invited to your house. This is very exciting. Is there a golf course nearby? There is. There yeah. is. What, what's the handicap these days?
3: Um, it, It's high. Yeah. It is. I'm, yeah. yeah. I'm not, I'm not a, I'm I'm a hack, oh. but uh, I go out there. I'll smoke about eight cigars and that's nine holes, and yeah. uh, that's what I like to
0: do. How many beers? Um, I don't know. Enough, <laughs> uh, coach. Uh, we appreciate this. I'm going to play a, a very quick game with you on the way out here, okay? Because okay. you have coached and been part of some great coaching staffs. You have uh, you have coached for guys like Nick Saban. Like Bill Belichick and of course the great Tony Sperano. Okay. Yeah. So a quick game of Sabin, Belichick, or Sperano. Okay.
3: You guys are going to get me in trouble, man.
0: Nah, no, 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 no. Just answer honestly. That's all. The one most likely to tear up the dance floor at a wedding, Sabin, Belichick, or the late Tony Sperano? Sabin. Really? Really? Yeah. Hmm. Have you seen wow. Sabin tear up a dance floor? Yeah, no, he
3: can dance. What? He can dance. Wait I'm a telling second. you, he can dance. He'll he'll have the recruiting functions and and he'll he'll cut it up pretty good. Wow, that's amazing. How about oh, you? I suck.
2: Yeah, you seem like a YMCA <laughs> type of guy. Like you, you go out there for the big ones, you
0: know? Yeah, I, I'm terrible. Oh yeah. God. I love you though. Uh best sense of humor. Sabin, Belichick, or Sperano? I'd say Tony. Really? Yeah. Tony was a great guy. People don't realize that about the late Tony Sperano. He was the head coach of the Dolphins, came up with a wildcat against the Patriots. He was a great coach and a better person.
3: Unbelievable guy. And his son actually works for us here. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, he's the assistant line coach. So look, so Tony, I'll tell you a quick story about Tony. Yeah. Um, Tony comes up and visits me. I'm from this, you know, little town outside of Buffalo. And there's this church carnival every year that me and my boys that I grew up with, we go to every year. We've done it about 30 years in a row. So Tony says, I'm going to come up and hang out with you guys. So Sperano comes up and sitting there, and he's drinking. You know, there's like three beers and a mug. Oh, it's, that. A lawn, it's a lawn fete. He's out there partying with us. And, you know, he's he's tying one on pretty good, and he's meeting all my buddies that I grew up with. And we get to this preseason game. It was against Carolina, I believe, when I was at Miami. You know, I'd call a play, and he'd go, Ugh. I'm like – Ah, uh, you not want this play? No, call it. Shit wouldn't work. He go. I could have told you that was going to happen. So we, I finally call. I call one and it hits, and I think Reggie Bush hits it and scores, and he goes in from about you know thirty yards, and and I'm fist pumping and I'm screaming on the headset. You, I'm just going off, and Tony's like, "Hey, Daves." I'm not one of your boys from the QH Carnival. Shut up! Wow, I, said,
2: I got it. Yeah. So, did didn't Tony when he was a, I think an, in, an interim and he had that coach low for the Raiders, voice, You know? Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Didn't he bury a football one time to motivate his team? I think when he was like the Raiders interim yeah. coach. Yes, he did that. Tony did. Yeah. 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 He,
3: he was. He was a God rest his soul. Just an unbelievable person, unbelievable coach. Uh, I miss him a great deal. He was a great friend.
0: Who would win in a 100-yard dash? Sabin, Belichick, or Sperado? Sabin. Really? Sabin can scoot,
3: what? huh? <laughs> really? He's a ho- and he hoops. He still hoops. You know, lunchtime. What? Yeah, but people let him on. win.
2: They let him win because of who he is, right? Yeah. Well, probably. But he's, he's not bad.
4: <laughs>
2: Who's the worst texter of that bunch? Hmm. I don't know. We know Bill's a bad texter. I mean, he, that that was a whole thing. He meant to text you. Ended up texting Flores, and that just kind of set everything off. <laughs> he set
0: you up there, yeah. Coach.
3: <laughs> yeah, I, I couldn't tell you.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Uh coach, we uh we appreciate it. Uh sorry for the last question, but we do appreciate it. I'm shocked there was nothing in the briefcase. I gotta be honest with you. It's the most shocking thing I've heard today. What do you think would be in there? I have, no, I mean, cash. I don't know. Gameplay. <laughs> cash. Cash. He's pulling it as the Giants head coach. Got a big deal. I mean, uh- When's the last uh, time
2: there was something actually in that briefcase? Like, when did you use that? You, I'm not a big briefcase guy. Yeah,
0: that's why yeah. it's surprising that you'd be walking around. That's what I was that. saying. Hanlon did. I mean, I love that again, but I mean, what is, I, the truck was perfect. But, I mean, but Han- a briefcase is a suit for Hanlon you? put the finishing touch. You know
3: Hanlon had to be in the video, too. You know, he's sitting there right there with the mask on out in front of the door. He's, he had to be in that some bitch.
0: <laughs> is Hanlon there right now? Is he smiling? Like What is he doing?
3: Hanlon, you here?
5: I am here. He's, he's, <laughs> he's, he's, back, behind, he's back
3: behind the, the, the curtain. He's, smi- he's smiling, Stu. He's smiling. Was he
0: mad at the text question? I just oh, wanted to know. <laughs> Hanlon? That was a dumbass question.
6: Billy! <laughs> 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 <called> I you out!
0: <laughs> I'm sorry, Daves. Nice try. Oh, my God. Dave, will you forgive him? I-
6: Han-
3: Hanlon is like, you know, the Oz. He's back there behind the... the, the- the curtain back there, you know, in Wizard
0: of Oz. With Joe running the organization and you being such a great guy and Hanlon being Hanlon, I think I might be a giant fan. I mean, great, I and love the it. Jets just refused to put Robert Sala on this radio show. So I think I'm going to go with you, Coach. How do you feel about I that? love it. I yeah. love it.
4: Appreciate okay. it, Mike.
3: What you thinking about over there?
4: Uh, I'm bit. thinking that his integrity would make him uh, just perfect to lead the Jets. That's Listen, perfect. you're a
0: Jet fan too. Are you not thinking about swinging over to the Giants?
4: I I couldn't. I wish I could. I love Dave. Oh, Mike, but let's go. Couldn't do
3: it. Really? I wish. Wow. Couldn't do Mike, it. You know you like to wear a suit as much as I
6: do. <laughs> Listen, I don't know if I own one. At there least not go. one that
5: fits. <laughs>
0: He is familiar with you, Mikey. Okay? You can
6: you can be bought with a game of golf, Stu. I can be bought with a game of golf. He
0: had a couple of beers and an invite to the house. That's it. Uh, coach, we appreciate it. Tell Hanlon I am coming for Hanlon, meaning I want to interview Pat Hanlon on this show, okay? That,
3: that, I, I think that'd be a great segment.
0: Okay. Uh, Billy, why don't you ask that question? Well,
2: next time, Coach, we wanted to play a game with you because Stugatz plays a game. So if we had Nick Saban, he'd play a game called Sabin or Sabout, right? Because that's what he does. He just changes people's last names for a game. So we wanted to play a game with you called Day Bull or Day Bullshit. But we didn't get to it this time. So next time you're on. <laughs> next
0: time. <laughs> next time. Will there be a next time, Coach? Next time. Okay, good. All right, man. Uh, we're rooting for you. I am. I Mikey A is you, not. But, but we're of course I'm rooting him, for him, unless he's more liked.
3: Hey, you guys have been saying goodbye for, like, 15 minutes. Yeah, oh, God. <laughs> Listen, Bye. Pat, hey, it's not goodbye. out of
0: fault that we love your coach. We fell in love with your coach, Pat. I mean, what do you want
4: from us? That's easy to do.
0: <laughs> See you, guys. Bye. Thanks, Dave. Are you mad at me? Be honest, because I asked Hanlon if you asked a terrible question with that texting question you asked, uh, and Hanlon yelled at you. And I am telling you, that is the highest of honors, Billy. You have arrived when Pat Hanlon has yelled at you, okay?
2: I'm not mad at you because I buried you earlier in the interview when I said that you are one of the people that said that the Giants are the worst (laughs) 5-1 team in history, right, to Dave's face. So, I got it. Yeah, you paid me back on that one. I do think that it's good that Chris Sims didn't join in that interview because it would have gone vastly different and then Chris Sims definitely would have been mad at us with the way we were behaving.
0: Sims would have been mortified had he uh, been a part of that interview. Like mortified, Billy. I don't know if you got the vibe, the same vibe that I got, but it seems like perhaps, maybe I'm a fan of Big Blue now. Me and Dave's are kindred spirits, and so
4: are you and
2: Dave's. You're 100% for sale, I would say, and that that was pretty obvious with the Dave's. Before we get to Sims, because Sims is going to be next, do you actually have a top five media relations people list?
0: Yeah, I do. It's the Jason Jenkins top five media relations directors of all time. Jason Jenkins, who was a friend of ours, uh, former Miami Dolphin director of media relations, he gets naming rights on this list. He recently passed away. Not only was he great at his job, not only do I miss him dearly, of all the media relations directors that I've met, I am telling you there's no one better and there's not a nicer person on the planet, Billy. So Jason Jenkins is not on the list because he gets naming rights to the list, okay? That's how good Jenkins was, okay? And I do miss him dearly. Number five, are you ready? Jay Horowitz, the butt dialer from the New York Mets. How about that? And the reason his nickname is the butt dialer, Billy, is Jay Horowitz was so old that the invention of cell phones came in and Jay Horowitz has no idea how to use a cell phone. So if you uh, text Jay Horowitz for a guest, a guest which he would never get me, by the way, but I still love him anyway. Uh, then he had, like, he, you were on his phone's radar. And what would ultimately happen is a few times during the day, he would butt dial you. And you mm. pick up and be like, Jay, Jay, who do we get? Who we're getting today? And it was, Jay would never pick up because the yeah. phone was in his ass. That's number five. Number four is the entire media relations staff of the 1997-98 St. Louis Rams. Billy, I went to the Super Bowl, I was producing Hank Goldberg's show, and on media day, their staff brought me on the field and allowed me to walk around and put a phone in all the players' hands, and they were all talking to Hank, and I became a legend that day. He had Kurt Warner, Marshall Falk, Tory Holt, Isaac Bruce, every Ram you could think of from that team was on our show live from media day, with hank goldberg
2: wow number three
0: yeah, alan cannon texas a m ac why ac because he's ac okay number two <laughs> number two is tom fanning green bay packers Mm. Billy, he gets us Aaron Rodgers. That's it. He has gotten us Aaron Rodgers consistently over the years. Listen, all I ask for out of the media relations staff is the biggest is star response. on their team. <laughs> it's the biggest star, but also a quick response. Okay. <laughs> That's it. Just be yeah. responsive. Okay. Mm-hmm. And don't lie to me. Like, don't kick the can down the road. Okay. And number one, of course, is the great Pat Hanlon. And Billy, now you've had experience with Pat Hanlon. So you know why. Yeah. Are you impressed that I had a top five there? <laughs> I, I I am, actually. Right. you get this? sims chris sims yeah 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 we should get to chris sims who was not with us for dable but uh he was with us in his normal spot with me billy and mike ea and he definitely doesn't like bill
6: uh, what's happening, Sims? What's going on? Hey, hey, hey! Lean the other way, asshole! Lean that way. Thank you. Come he on. We want you to see the two a jersey, not yours.
2: My two favorite quarterbacks back there. You know, your two. I love it. Yeah, it's the
6: one-two punch. 2 and Sims, right there. Boom. Chris,
2: I saw you. Were you rifling through your notes where you take down all your notes on the games right now?
6: Yeah, I do. Oh, I always. Yes, I. My I mean, my notes are. Gosh, you know, you guys know me. That's this is what I do. i'm I'm constantly notes everywhere. Um, I've probably gone through, you know, somewhere like three notebooks, four notebooks already this year, and we're just in week nine. And uh, so usually like my normal week, You know, for my Wednesday podcast, I write all these notes on the games, a film I watch Monday and Tuesday, and I send all those notes to my producer. And, you know, usually on a given week, it's somewhere between 15 and and 20 pages of notes, and they kind of look through it and what's interesting, and then we hit on the podcast. So that's that's my process. It's kind of what I do.
2: What do you do with the notebooks? You keep them or when the year's done, you toss them out?
6: My wife keeps them for the most part. It's very rarely that I go back and look at something. Every now and then, though, I do because I'll be like, you know, let me see if there's a theme here that I'm missing over this team over the last, you know, 17 weeks. And every now and then it'll come in handy where I'll be like, you know, damn, I have written like they can't stop the run like 15 out of 17 weeks and and it'll come in handy that way. But it's it's not real often. Where does your wife keep them? Like, what do you mean she keeps them? Well, she like, she'll, I'll, I'll like just take them out of my bag and kind of right. just throw them like somewhere in the corner of the kitchen counter. <laughs> and then like in my little office room, she'll kind of just stack them up there right. and they'll be sitting there for a while. Does she get angry at you? I mean, how does that work? No, like no, she does, I'm a f- pretty clean around? male. I'm a clean human being. I like for a man. I'm very clean. Right. I'm not like that messy kind of guy. I'm, you know, I keep the bedroom pretty clean. I'm not like a messy eater or a slob that way. You know, I over shower. So those are some of the positives of Chris Sims, at least. What do you mean by over shower? You're in there I'm too like, long? I, I love, you know, I'm, ju- I'm Captain You like Planet. being naked,
0: Sims. That's what I've noticed about you.
6: You know, I, I do. I do love being naked, especially yeah. when my wife is naked with me. I love that a lot. I'm <laughs> oh, always yeah. trying to get her naked. Always. Wait, but the uh, but-
0: over shower, like, what are you doing there?
6: Well, I just shower too much. One, I love showering, and I'm, I'm Captain Planet, so I'm always thinking about the environment, but, like, I probably take three showers a day, and two of them are probably, like, too long, where you just go, okay, you don't need to be in there that long. But I'm, like, the guy that sits down in the shower. I brush my teeth. I like to sit there and, like, just soak under the water. Uh, I do that probably a little too often. There's nothing like getting high before a shower. I will tell you that. I mean... It- you like to get high before the shower?
0: Oh, it's the best. Put some tunes on. Yeah, just rinse yourself away. I mean, it's fantastic. You know? <laughs> I,
6: I can see that. You're right. I, I, I can see that. I, I guess I haven't really done that. I'm, 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 you know, on the weekend, a night like tonight, I'm high, and then we'll end the night with a shower, which also feels good. <laughs> you know? So I, I guess what we're saying, high and shower goes together no matter what combination you put it in. It's <laughs> good to see you don't change when you're sitting right in the middle of your yeah. workplace. I mean, <laughs> well, they know who uh, they dealing with. They, they, you think I don't say some of this shit on TV here? If it's, As long as it's not Sunday night football, that's the only time that I am like a little bit handcuffed on what I can say. I can't mess with that one because NBC, they only care about the Olympics and Sunday night football. Right. So that's one where like you, you got to be real good. Every, other than that, I'm Chris Sims and I'll say what the I want around here. <laughs> I noticed you had big on the Unbuttoned Podcast, huh? I had to get a little Big F***er action. It's been, like, too long, and we kind of, like, we're at the halfway point of the season. And I was like, all right, Dad, come on. Let's just do, like, a kind of a recap of the first half, what we think might happen in the second half, and he was good enough to do it. Yeah, so we had some fun on the Wednesday podcast. It's his birthday today. Big oh, wow. day, 67 for Big Phil today.
0: Does Big f- judge you if you don't get him a gift? Like, how, how does it work for Big f-?
6: And Well, my wife is, like, a master gift giver. And like, she knows who the king of the family is. She's very good at thinking about gifts for my dad. And she's found the soft spot in his heart, which is the, the big soft spot in his belly. Right? Mm. So she is like, she just sent a picture to the group text, basically saying like, happy birthday to my dad and showing all the, the food she's left and had delivered at the front step of his house. So she gets him all the cool, healthy snacks and nuts and things that my dad is the kind of guy that can eat Thanksgiving dinner. And then, Literally within six or seven minutes, be like, raw, 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 and like eating a thing of pistachios, like he hasn't eaten all day. I mean, like, I'm I'm starving. I don't know what's wrong with me. I'm starving. He is literally that guy, like all the time, all day long. So snacks go over big in his life. Billy, that's classic big <laughs> right there. I mean, by, the, <laughs> by
2: the way, Chris, we let Dave's know that your dad's nickname is Big. So if he sees him and he <laughs> calls him Big, <clears throat>, know that that's because of us. Yeah,
6: Good. Yeah, it. you guys yeah. had fun with Dayball. Dayball, oh, was he was the best. Awesome guy, right. Yeah, the best. Dave's,
0: yeah. But listen, when you start off a conversation by, hey, just call me Dave's, <laughs> you're in my wheelhouse, you know? Hey,
6: yeah, I know. He's awesome, dude. You could see why he relates to players and has the magic touch. I got along with with Dave's back in in New England just because he was one of the few normal men in the building. Where I was like, I could actually go down here and shoot the shit and talk to the right. guy. And it's not like he's not a robot or looking like looking around like is Belichick <laughs> recording me somewhere. So I that's where I hit it off with Dayball. He was uh, like one of those guys where I was like, hey, you know, let me go into this room here and I can actually like be myself for a minute. And uh, I think we enjoyed each other from that perspective.
0: That's C Sims QB on Twitter, I saw you tweeting about Zeke Elliott and Tony Pollard. Um, well, what are your thoughts there? Because the Cowboys, man, they certainly look better when it's just Pollard carrying the ball. You know?
6: Yeah, yeah. I, I like Ezekiel Elliott. I, I don't like feel good when I say stuff like that because I really respect Zeke. But yeah, he's at of a point in his career where really the last two years, I've said like, there's so many runs where I watch him and go okay, he got eight yards, but like you're making $15 million a year and make that one guy miss there and get 30 yards on that run. You know, there's a lot of runs where I go, there's there's a lot of meat left on that bone for lack of a better way to say it. And where I feel like Tony Pollard on those type of runs, he usually cashes in, you know? So I, I would like to see them make Pollard, the main guy. And then you have Zeke come in, To be kind of the, whoa, the defense is getting tired, and now he's going to sledgehammer them a little bit. That's, to me, where I see great value. And, yeah, again, I, I hope everybody saw last week. Again, to me, that's where Dallas is dangerous. We know the defense was good, but, like, you saw the Dak Prescott effect last week. A healthy Dak Prescott. That's a good Bears defense. They tore it apart. You know They had a hard time figuring out what to do once the pass game got going. Dak's a great intermediate and downfield thrower. And then when you have to worry about Pollard ripping off big runs, that to me was a little bit of like, hey, there's the potential of the Cowboys. Watch out. And that's why we're, they're one of the teams that can go to the Super Bowl in the NFC. Uh,
0: trade deadline was this week, Sims. Uh, does it go without saying the Dolphins kind of, that was the biggest splash, biggest deal, or did you like what the, the Vikings did better?
6: Well, I, I you know I like I like the Vikings one. You know, of course, I loved Christian McCaffrey to the 49ers the week yep. before that. I really liked Roquan Smith to the Baltimore Ravens. That was another one I looked at and just went, man, that makes a lot of sense. All right? I mean, they they got their defense is kind of coming along. They're not they weren't gonna, you know, trade for Bradley Chubb and pay on that money as a pass rusher. So they're kind of doing it with like, hey, blitz one, drop one, blitz two, drop two. They're trying to kind of confuse you that way. And Patrick Queen and Roquan Smith are great blitzers. The Dolphins one, you know, I, I think people are overreacting a little bit. Like It's like they got Bradley Chubb, and I see everybody on TV like, well, here's the rest of the season. Win, win, win. They're going to the Super Bowl. They're not going to lose a game now, apparently, just because of Bradley Chubb. Mm -hmm. All all because of five-and-a-half sacks of the year. <laughs> they're not going to lose a game now. No, but so I think we're overdoing it a little bit, but I do think it's a big move. I think the biggest thing from a football standpoint, Stu gots and guys, that jumps out to me is I call it your defense because you guys are down there. Your defense is better than than what they're actually performing at, and the statistics say. Mm-hmm. And to me, the biggest problem is they're just too aggressive. It's too much of the blitz stuff and people at the line of the scrimmage. And now... You know, hopefully you can just go, hey, we got Raquan Davis and Christian Wilkins and Jalen Phillips and Bradley Chubb, and hopefully we can just get there with the front four a little bit more and not have to worry about blitzing and being so aggressive. Like last week, they were aggressive, people in the line of scrimmage. The Lions are going up and down the field. What changed in the second half? The Dolphins started to play some zones and back off a little bit, and they slowed the Lions offense down. So I think that's the thing that this Bradley Chubb trade will do for the Miami Dolphins. You got to love Tua. I know Billy loved this. Uh, Tua would say, We're not afraid to talk
0: Super Bowl around here. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's great. Saying. They
6: shouldn't be. You know, <laughs> I mean, the AFC, uh, again, I, the Bills and Chiefs are the best teams in it, you know, for me. But teams like the Dolphins, I think the Tennessee Titans, when they're healthy and Ryan yes. Tannehill's healthy, the Ravens, I think those are three teams that could upset the Mahomes Allen AFC Championship matchup. It, it, it's those type of teams. And then the Dolphins are in that category. Uh, Mikey A, you want to give Chris Sims your evaluation of Zach Wilson
0: last week? Go ahead.
6: Everything I said it was and more, Since <laughs> Everything
4: I said he was for the last 18 weeks and more. Not That's what I love. I know.
6: Hey, I love the Jets fans rooting for their demise, even when things are going good. Because <laughs> we know it's, it's coming. I think. know. Yeah, and listen, I got no defense. I, he threw three <laughs> interceptions. The first interception I can live with, I mean, he missed the throw. All right, that happens. It's not a perfect game. Interception two and three were as dumb as it gets. I, it's like he reverted back to high school or he was in the backyard drinking beers with his buddies going, watch this trick shot. I mean, so I got no defense of that. But what I will say is like, you know, still some of the most impressive completions I saw in all of football this week were by Zach Wilson. No I mean, some of the throws he made when you guys were up 10-3 and even after that, are they're off the charts good. They're like only a small pe- amount of people in football can make some of the throws he makes. So that's where, you know, I'm not going to back down from where, I, where I'm where i at here. There's still I wouldn't too expect many things you to. I see. Yeah. yeah, I know. There's still too many things I see that I like. I just am shocked he played that way last week. After winning four in a row, being conservative and smart, the Patriots are the team you picked to f*** all of a sudden do crazy shit on? Well, uh, you knew that wasn't going to work out once that happened. So, yeah, that was a shocker to me. My theory is he's saving it for the Bills. That's mm-hmm. it. <laughs> well, I, this this will be this will be a big test. This, this really will. Yes. I mean, this Bills D-line is real, and they're coached really creatively. And, of course, this is a game where, you know, this isn't like the Packers game and some of those games where you can just go, we're just going to play it safe and win. This is one where you got to find the balance of, we got to be a little aggressive and make some plays to keep up with Josh Allen because nobody stops him and yet you got to play it safe too. You got to find that right balance and yeah, this will be a big week for Zach Wilson because you know, assholes like Mikey A, you just wow. can't wait for him to fail wow Jeez.
4: <laughs> can't wait or knows
0: it's gonna happen
6: <laughs> okay well sure sure nice, <laughs> nice.
0: but it'll be the first one to celebrate him when he does something good I promise hell yes that's how we roll Sims. okay Chris
2: do you blame the Packers for not doing more at the deadline I mean they were reportedly in on Chase Claypool they offered a second and then they chose not to go with them oh. because they were worried about that pick it, oh Why? they were Are you in on it
6: shocker they were in on it oh they were in on obj they were in on stephon gilmore oh they've been in on every free agent available in the last 20 years but somehow they never get them never never they never make the move they never go on that's where i defend aaron Rodgers, even though you know again i know it's not good this year but they never do it and that to me is where not having an owner in the building does affect them and yeah they're just too conservative with their formula they are, and it's why they've won only two Super Bowls with two of the greatest quarterbacks in the history of the game being the quarterback of their team for 25-plus years. It's because Sounds of the like way the organization set up.
0: Sims, I have to be honest with you. Like my problem is with Aaron Rodgers, who doesn't seem to care. It seems like he's on ayahuasca the entire no, season. Well,
6: I, I <laughs> know, but I think he's finally got to the point where he's like a beaten puppy. So he's kind of like, what am I going to get my hopes up again, so they could shit on me and get no help for me once again? <laughs> you know? So I think he's just like he's trying to roll with it, and I just think, yeah, he, I think he is a little bit of a point of his career through God's, where he's kind of like, you know, he doesn't give two f's anymore. I I I do think it, but he's, I mean, of course, got to be disappointed. They need help there, but right. they've never done that. But what's different this year as compared to years past is like Rogers is not good enough to carry him through this stuff anymore. 10 years ago, I wouldn't have cared because it had been like Josh Allen and my Holmes. I'd be like, it doesn't matter. He's still going to be almost unstoppable. It does, I don't care what team you're playing, who it is, but that's not the case anymore. And that's where... You know, again, they might get in the playoffs, but I would be shocked if this turned around to where all of a sudden we come back here five, six weeks ago and go, hey, the Packers ripped off six or seven in a row, and now we're sitting here at 10 and five. I just, I don't see that happening. I think everything's going to kind of be a struggle for them all year long. PFT with Mike Florio every day on
0: Peacock, on Button Podcast, Football Night in America as well. Last one for me here, Chris, uh, and I'll let you go. It's becoming apparent to me and I think to everyone that without Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow is not nearly as good as a quarterback, meaning the most important person in that equation I think
6: might be Jamar Chase. Well, I I, I won't disagree with you to a degree, but it, it's not because of Joe Burrow. It, it, that's where I'll, I'll disagree in that, that. Chase is because of the way they play. But you guys have heard me talk about this, right? This is, we had this conversation. Their offense is way too reliant on the Jimmys and Joes, and there's not enough Xs and Os that help them. The Saints and the Falcons gave them opportunities to be like, hey, one-on-one, you can throw a go route. Here you go. Go do it. You know, which is like, I was shocked by some of that. I was like, wait, that's the only way the Bengals can beat you is when you play press man to man and let them throw back shoulders or go routes to Jamar Chase or a slant versus man to man and he breaks a tackle. That's the only way they can beat you. You know, the Cleveland Browns don't play man to man. They played zone the whole night and they just drop back and they go, okay, don't worry. Their offense isn't creative enough to do things in the intermediate passing game and all that. It's all about one-on-one shots. So, yeah, when they don't have him, it changes the way they are as an offense altogether. But I don't, again, that's not a Joe Burrow thing. To me, that's an offensive thing. Joe Burrow, if he went to some of the more advanced passing offenses in football, you'd see more that he has to offer. But You know, they can't run the ball. They're worse at running this year than last year. They're worse at pass protecting this year than last year. And, you know, they were at the Super Bowl, and teams have figured out how they kind of want to attack, and they haven't made the next move to improve their offense there. And that's why you see stinkers like you saw on Monday night. All right,
0: Sims, thank you uh, for squeezing us in. Next uh, next week, Mid-Season Awards, just so you know, we'll go a lot longer with you. But PFT with Mike Florio uh, on Peacock, on Button Podcast, Football Night in America, good one this Sunday night, Titans and Chiefs. Uh, we appreciate you making time for us, man.
6: No problem, man. Be good.
0: It is time for Stu Yagatz here on God Bless Football. It is presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today. Use code Stu for a special offer when you sign up. That's code STU only at DraftKings Sportsbook. It is week 10 in the college football season. Two and four last week. Not great. 33, 22 and two on the season. Great. You're welcome. Let's get to the games. Washington, this is tonight, minus four and a half. They're taking on Oregon State. If this game was being played at Oregon State, I'd take them. It's not. It's being played at Washington. So I'm taking them. Washington, the Huskies. Washington, minus four and a half. By the half point, down the four. I have Washington winning and covering. They win by ten points at home. The game of the weekend. SEC, Tennessee, number one. Georgia, number three. How? Huh? What? What's going on? Uh, Georgia, the defending national champion. They're getting eight points at home. I'll take the Bulldogs here to win the game outright. They win it by a field goal. They cover the spread. Liberty, sneaky, sneaky good team. Plus 14 and a half. They're taking on Arkansas. Teams like Liberty get fired up for these games. Arkansas tend to look past them. I have Arkansas winning the game. They win by four. Liberty covers. They're plus 14 and a half. LSU plus 13 a half. They're taking on Alabama by the half point to 14. You get LSU plus 14 at home. Alabama wins the game. They win by eight points. LSU covers the spread. Sorry, Mike Golick. Clemson is minus three and a half. I'm sorry to the entire Golick family. I have to do this. They're not going to play like a spoiler today. (laughs) By a half point, down to three. Clemson minus three at Notre Dame. I have Clemson winning the game by 10 points. They cover the spread. Purdue minus three and a half taking on Iowa by a half point down to three take Purdue this is not a bet on Purdue it is strictly a bet against Iowa they're the worst football team and the worst offense I've ever seen Purdue wins by 13 points at home over the Hawkeyes they cover the spread NFL week nine the season is flying by four and two last week 30 22 on the season. That's 30-20 and two on the season again. You're welcome. Patriots, take it on the Colts. Pats are minus five. I'm taking the Patriots. They're gonna win and cover the spread. They're minus five. They win by ten points. Packers, minus three and a half at the Lions Buy a half point, buy it down to three. Eventually Aaron Rodgers is gonna figure this thing out. And what he does, it's gonna be glorious. Packers win by ten points on the road, they cover the spread. Tampa Bay, the Buccaneers, minus three over the Rams. I'm taking the Bucs by 10 over the Rams. Revenge game from last year in the playoffs. Bucs win by 10. They cover the spread. Vikings, minus three at the Commanders. Vikings, very, very good team. Sneaky good team. Commanders for sale. I'm taking the Vikings by 10 points over Washington. They cover the spread. Ravens, minus two and a half at the Saints. I'm going Ravens here by 10 points. And finally, Bengals minus seven and a half. They're taking on Carolina. Something's a little off with the Bengals right now. Oh, I know what it is. Jamar Chase isn't there. He's not going to be there this week. But Carolina coming off that horrible loss, dreadful loss. DJ Moore cost him the game. Coming off that loss, it's going to be tough to bounce back. Cincinnati's at home. Pretty good defense. So this is more of a bet against Carolina than it is on Cincinnati. I have the Bengals minus seven and a half by a half point down to seven. I have the Bengals winning. They cover the spread. They win by 14 points at home. Those are the picks. Good luck, everyone. So, Mike, paint the picture for me, for Billy, for Mikey A, for the audience. What's it like at the Golic household, South Bend, Indiana, on the campus of Notre Dame for a big time football game? Like, can you oh. sh- like tell us what you're going to do? How the day starts? Take us well,
4: through the day. Actually, uh, we don't do a lot. We're not big tailgaters. It's going to be crazy here, though. Like when Jess was here and we did our show live. Uh, the night before the Stanford game. Like, that was a night game. So, Saturday, her and I went on a pregame show uh, in the morning, like at 11 o'clock, and she was going right out to to tailgate. It was 11 o'clock, and the game's at 7.30. I was going home. That's right. where I was going. I I will go home. I'll watch the noon game. I'll watch some of the 3.30 game. And then I'll head over to the stadium. And
0: get a nap in. I mean. No, it's exactly right. I mean, it's a
4: 7.30 game for God's sake. That means I'm right. up till like 11 o'clock. So that's a, that's a tough call. One of the guys uh, that I played with, uh, Greg Dingins, he has a house right by me. They're having a little get together like late morning. Just kind of hang out a little bit. So we'll probably go do that on Saturday morning. Uh, Other than that, we are not the big tailgater. I would I would fall asleep. I I, I couldn't handle it. I couldn't do it. Are
2: you a griller? Do you do a lot of grilling? Yes,
4: big griller. I, I grow I will grill anything.
2: Is anyone else allowed to touch the grill or went? Oh sure, you know, oh Mike's yeah, grilling. Everybody staying back. Ben's also
4: Sydney's <laughs> husband. Ben Broniker. He's a big griller. He loves it as well. I, listen, know. I have met Ben He's and so I have seen
0: Ben. Do. I'd rather you be on the grill than Ben, with all wow. due respect to Ben. You're
4: uh, you're wrong there. <laughs> ben Ben actually does a really good job. A really good job. So uh, and and when he were they were staying with us, he grilled a lot for us. Made a lot of steaks. So it uh, it worked out pretty well.
2: What's Sorry. your setup? You have like a big apron, like Kiss to Cook, something like that that you wear?
4: No, there really wasn't a spot at this house. Like at my place in Connecticut, we had a nice built-in on the back deck. Mm. Uh, here, it's kind of, you know, is on the deck by the steps. Uh, it still works well, but now I'm not a, not a big apron guy. I'm not a big production guy. I'm about get the shit cooked and <laughs> let's eat it, you know? Yeah, I don't care how it looks. Shock. I'm not plating it, you know, a yes. certain way and all wow. that. I'm throwing it on the plate and we're eating it. That's what we're doing.
0: Sometimes it never reaches the plate, right?
4: Sometimes it doesn't. I'll eat it right off the grill. It's exactly right. I'm sorry if something broke off there on the grill. I got to get it before it falls between the, you know, the grill (laughs) into the bottom. And then what am I going to do? I'm going to eat it. That's what I'm going to do.
0: I think this all really stems back to Mike just not wanting to be social for that many hours in a day. (laughs) There there is something to that, too. Yeah.
4: I mean, there really (laughs) is something to that. I mean, because I know all the things I'll get asked over and over and over again, so it's. It's kind of nice because I it happens anyway when I go to the game. So it's kind of nice to just sit by myself or with, with Chris and just kinda hang out.
0: Uh so Billy and I, we we feel like at this point for Notre Dame, there should be rotating signs that you slap. Uh oh, because God. you can't be a champion every single Saturday. You can't no. you can't play like a champion. So this week, like Mike, they should have interchangeable signs, okay? Like sometimes it's play like a champion. Sometimes it's play like a spoiler. That's the sign they wow. should all tap today. Play like a spoiler today. How about that?
4: But for them to win, they're going to have to play like champions, which inevitably right. would that's make the them a spoiler sure. because yeah. that, that's what they're doing. It's exactly right.
2: It's not in their DNA, yeah. though, you know?
4: <laughs> oh, Billy. Billy, Billy, Billy. <laughs>
2: By the way, can we just talk about this really quick? Because last week, we had Tennessee very high on our BCS. And at, at, at a time in the meeting, Tennessee was number one. And I feel like we were scoffed at for having them that high. And uh-huh. lo and behold, yeah. then come out the college football playoff <laughs> rankings and look who's number one, Tennessee. Yeah, how about
4: that, Mike? Oh, my God. I, listen, I, I knew it was going to be Ohio State or Tennessee, or or I, I thought maybe Georgia might be two. And as I talked about, the first four I don't care about, even Clemson ahead of Michigan, because Michigan's non-conference was just horrifically easy. Um, and they, they, they got punished for that. To me, it's 5 through 10. You already saw Michigan was behind Clemson. But again, that doesn't matter because they're going to play Ohio State. The Tennessee, Georgia, wherever they were, doesn't matter because they're playing this weekend. So it is automatically going to change. As I said, 5 through 10 was the interesting one to me, which made it TCU, of what the committee thought of TCU. The committee put TCU behind a one-loss Alabama, and TCU is undefeated. they played
0: some good teams, bud. Yeah,
4: they, they have. So that kind of tells you, what the committee thinks, not only of TCU, but probably the Big 12 as well. They, without a doubt, have to go undefeated, I think, unless other teams – but we are going to see some other teams lose, so I guess I should hold off on that. But they they are on the outside looking in, as is the oh, Pac-12, because well, you see Oregon right behind TCU sitting at 7-1, and one, and then USC at 7-1. and one. But those two conferences are definitely on the outside looking in. Mike, going back to TCU, the committee chair came out and said that they wanted a more balanced team. Like, I don't think I've ever heard them say something like that. Usually they take things into account, but they are actually like, ah, their defense isn't good enough. Have you ever heard of them, like, picking on a single unit to rank them down? It's kind of like every year in the NFL when we get the points of emphasis from the league that the referees are going to look for. And that's with this committee. Every year, it seems to be something different that they're looking for. And now, and you're right. You know, in their games, they've given up 34-24, 31-40, 28-31. They won the games. Early on, they gave up in the teens, but they give up a lot of points. It is always interesting when the chair comes out and starts talking about what they're looking for because it seems to differ every year on what they're looking for. But he's right. They're not very balanced. It kind of looks like, the Big 12 score a lot, give up a lot. You know, that's kind of like the M.O. they have. And, and some of those teams are trying to break out of that M.O. Like Oklahoma State, you know, uh, like especially last year, having an excellent defense with Jim Knowles, who ended up going to Ohio State now as the defensive coordinator. Kansas um, State
0: has a good team, Mike. Yeah,
4: yeah. So there are some that have a good defense. but that's what they're fighting. That's what they're fighting is the perception that, okay, you can score points, but you're going to give up a lot of points.
0: Am I missing something here? Why is Georgia getting eight points at home? Like, what are we missing here? I mean, Tennessee, people—they, everyone thinks that much about yeah. Tennessee and their offense. Eight points at home to an undefeated Georgia team who's the defending national champion.
4: This matchup to me, man, wow. wow. I mean, to me, Hendon Hooker is the Heisman Trophy. It's his to lose. And, I mean, this could almost solidify it. Now, I shouldn't say that because he still have tough game. They have an SEC, but, but the SEC title game, but I think the voting's over by then or right in that area there. They score a ton of points. And Georgia's defense, while I don't think it's as dominant as last year, they're still, from a ranking standpoint, I think they're giving up just over 10 a game. I think they're second in defensive scoring, and I think they're number one or number two in total defense, 200 and some yards a game. So this is clearly – a best on best in the country between Tennessee's offense and Georgia's defense. So this Tennessee offense, I mean, what Josh Heupel has done there in a short time has been incredible and winning is going to be get winning. You know, you're going to get guys that are going to want to go there, especially if you start seeing these Tennessee players, you know, hitting in the NFL, because that's what the top guys are looking for. I want to play, I want to win. And then I want to go to the NFL. Plus you're seeing kind of a different team, right? First time Alabama wasn't in the top four in the initial ranking. Tennessee, first time they were number one. So I, I think people will see how it ends, but I think it's nice now about the, a different team up in the the, the first four.
0: Who do you think is going to win that game, Mike? Man. I mean – I like Georgia to win the game. I do. I'm a
4: defensive guy, so I always think defense wins you games, but – They're overwhelming. That offense is overwhelming. That quarterback is unbelievable. Unbelievable. you are going into Athens – that's a tough place to play. It's a. Kirby great... Smart
0: is showing his team all week, right? Like, hey, listen, no one believes in you. Oh, like, that's, listen, that's the best thing never happened to Kirby uh, Smart. You
4: can only be the defending national champs, undefeated. You get initially ranked number three, and Kirby <laughs> Smart. Oh my God, they hate us. They think you guys stink. I mean, oh yeah, he'll be singing that one to the mountaintops on that. But it is going to be a crazy Probably atmosphere. Tough. I'm going to lean toward Georgia in this one. You know, these are 18 to 22-year-old kids. How do you react to for the first time in the history of the BCS? I know it's not a long history, but you're in it and, and ranked number one. And now you go to Athens. That, that's, it's going to be a heady thing. Did any of the rankings surprise you guys?
2: Tulane was too low, yeah. Uh the Green Wave.
4: <laughs> I forgot where you guys had them in your uh, in your Very rankings. <laughs> I, I, I tried to forget really quickly what your rankings were. Ride the wave, yeah. Mike. Tulane is is number nineteen yeah. in uh, the college football playoff. They rank. do lead the league in Green Wave. That's true. That's I true. Surpri-
0: uh, they do. I was surprised to uh, to see Georgia at three, Tennessee at one. I was surprised to see that TCU was the other. Uh, big surprise, at least for me, uh, Mike. Your former coach Brian Kelly—they're starting to play better at yep. LSU, and they have the other big game this weekend, Mike. They're taking on Alabama. I could see, and that game's at LSU. Yeah, uh, Mike. I'm not going to be surprised if Alabama loses that game to Brian Kelly and the LSU Tigers. They're a very talented team, Mike.
4: They are. I'll be a little surprised um, if they do. I think Alabama is a better team, and, and the one big test that LSU had this year. They got smoked, and it was Tennessee. They lost that one 40-13, to 13, but they've taken care of business. Florida was, was you know, uh, what, 45-35. They took care of Ole Miss, who was sitting at number seven. So, yeah, th- this is a tester for them. So, you know, Jaden Daniels, the quarterback, came from ASU. I had my reservations about him, but he's starting to play better and better the more he's playing in that offense. They're always a talented team. There's zero doubt about that. That's one of the reasons Brian Kelly – uh, went there is year in and year out, the recruits that they can get to go there. Uh, that's one of the things, obviously, the bag of money as well, that made him want to go there. But this is obviously a monster test for him. You know, I had one loss before that. Tennessee ran out four straight before the Tennessee loss. Now was one, two more. So we'll see because then they finish up with Arkansas. But that could be a tough one. Yep. Especially if, if they lose to Bama, Arkansas could be a tough one. And then UAB, everybody you know, in the SEC has their mild game before their last game of the season before they take on Texas A&M. I like Alabama in this one. I, I, I just think they're too good for LSU. Mike, what does Notre Dame have
0: to do to beat Clemson? Like Can Notre Dame beat Clemson? Well,
4: so Notre Dame, this isn't rocket science going on right now. The passing game struggles mightily. You know, with their backup quarterback with Drew Pine, he's, he's completing 50% or less at times. They don't really push the ball down the field a lot. It's just where they are right now between quarterback, wide receivers. So it's mid-range passes to Michael Mayer, who is clearly the best tight end in, in the country this year. Uh, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Occasionally they go deep to him, and occasionally they'll take a shot to one of the other wide receivers. They have to run the ball. They have three really, really good running backs, The line is really coming together now. Their left tackle, Joe alt that's John Alt, who I played against when John Alt was with Kansas City. It's his kid, Joe Alt, who is a sophomore and is the highest graded tackle in the country right now. I mean, the kid just looks like a pro. Uh, So that line is starting to come together. They have to run the ball extremely well, like they did last week against Syracuse, control the ball that way. And they can't give up those big plays on defense. Again, this isn't rocket science, and that's unfortunately the defense has done that occasionally to let a team back in the game. So that they they, they they miss a few tackles or give up some big plays. But over the last couple of weeks, they've had some big plays, and they've played a lot better on defense. The one thing Notre Dame will struggle with is if they're down a couple of scores late in the third quarter in the fourth quarter, because they're not really a team, at least at this point, that can strike quickly with the passing game that they have. So run the ball, smash mouth football, O-linemen straight ahead, play tough defense, keep the Clemson offense off the field. But that's going to be tough because this Clemson defense is really good, especially this line. This is going to be a great matchup, O-line, D-line. Notre Dame offensive line and Clemson defensive line.
0: You love a great
4: match. love that right. love it in the trenches. No one loves oh my, it more than you, no one, nobody
0: loves it more than you. All right, my two very quick ones. We get you out of here, Deion Sanders. Uh, there are all kinds of speculation. He might go to Auburn. I have said many times, Florida State should fire whoever their head coach is and hire him immediately. Uh, do you agree with me?
4: Um, boy, I tell you what. Now, Florida State, you know they've been playing better this year, have they yeah. not? I mean, so I know why you're saying that. Um what are they? Oh, they're five and three. Well, it's better than they've been doing, three and three in the in the conference. Yeah, and Dion said he'd entertain Power Five offers, and, and why wouldn't he? I think he's going to get some offers, and it'll be I,
0: great. He will be.
4: I don't think he'll sit there and wait for the. You can wait for the Florida State job while you're no. still in the Power Five. So no, that's, that's why I
0: say Florida State should cut bait now and go yeah. after Dion.
4: But he could still end up at Florida State five years from now. Maybe he, he's going to start making a move up. There's no doubt about it. In this day and age, when he's getting some of those recruits to go to Jackson State. You know, over the power fives, he has pull in places. There's no doubt about it. That guys like to play for him. Um, so yeah, I I definitely see him making the move to power five.
2: Respectfully to Dion, won't it be a completely different game once he goes <clears throat> to yes. power five? Because yes, it like, will. It's easy if you get to steal one or two of those recruits and play yep. in, you know, not D one. Mm-hmm. Once you get to D one and Power Five, then the pressure's on.
4: Billy really is a completely different ball game. Because where he is, if he pulls off a win over, a, a, say, he's playing a power five team, wins, it's like, oh my god, wow, miraculous, great job. Yeah. If you get one or two top recruits, oh my god, look what you did. That's expected when you go to the power five. You're you're expected to win. You're expected to beat he's the supposed top to team. start
2: twenty two of those guys. Yeah,
4: so so you don't it, know
2: how good of a coach he actually is.
4: I mean, I think he's a good coach. Uh, you're, but you're right. I, I I have I can't say I sit there and watched a lot of Jackson State games to know, but he certainly has that program on the up. So you have to give him the benefit of the doubt. He and his players, but to your point, it is completely different. Of the expectations if he were, if he were to, uh, you know, go and grab a power five job. Absolutely.
0: Mike, we talked plenty of NFL with you at the deadline. So I only have one NFL question this week. I just, your overall thoughts here on everything going on with the commanders, Daniel Snyder, sale of that team. Uh, what are your thoughts on that?
4: Well, I think that's his way, you know, now I know there's a, an actual federal in- investigation on, you know, them and their profits they've made or, or, you know, and what they should have been doing with them and haven't. Uh, but, you know, it's it's going to be his way of getting out of any trouble from the league or being voted out. He's just going to sell. You know, I mean, that that's going to be his way uh, because there's so much stacked against him. I know he, he's, he said he'd never change the name of the team. He did that. He said he'd never sell this team. And now I think it's really his only option. I mean, it looks like it's just such a shitty run organization and it starts with him. That this had to be the move so he can kind of – this is his way out. And, oh, by the way – it's gonna be his way out and thinking the money he's gonna make. Yeah. I mean, Denver sold for four point six billion or no, not not that much. I think that's what they said Washington was worth was four point six billion. So,
0: so someone's gonna offer more, Mike. oh
4: I mean spread. these teams are gold mines. So yeah. He's not going to be in the club anymore. You know, it's a cool club to be in. You're going to make money. You're in the most popular sport there is. You're kind of treated like royalty. And he is basically getting booted from that club. But it's his own fault because of the way he acts and the way he runs his organization.
0: All right, Mike. uh, Enjoy the football weekend. I very much look forward to waking up uh, to a nice Golic family breakfast. I can't wait for it. It's going to be quite the weekend you and I are going to have here. Yeah.
4: the breakfast buffet for stew i'll tell you the popular restaurants that you can go to thank you (laughs) i've already sent abby what our menu is when we cook in the morning but so she knows what she's gonna get but i i got a couple places for you can go to
0: thanks mike
4: and the close ones i'll let you use my golf cart
0: oh that's very nice if you don't lose it (laughs) yeah oh
4: god no we put up we put a chip in it so we know where it is now Carl, before we go
0: forward here, is there anything Mojo could do to us legally in the event like he's not here? So we're going to have Mikey A make his picks. Do we need to worry about a lawsuit for Mojo?
5: Does Mikey have any authority to make picks for Mojo? Hmm. Yeah, I don't
1: think I don't think he's his power of attorney. So I'm going to say no. (laughs) Has,
5: has, Has Mikey ever made picks for Mojo in the past? No, I've
1: made picks for other people on
5: this show in the past. Right, picks he for has one time. He there is it. precedent. Has lawyer oh, words? Has Mojo ever complained about you making picks for somebody else who was not here because the show must go on? No, Mojo. No. Does it really matter? Because none of us are getting paid. So what's the point? Hey. Em. Oh, <laughs> wait. So, Carl, we're good. Is that what you're saying? I say we're good. I, I, I'll, I'll defend us next week when he complains. OK. OK. All right. Uh,
2: I feel like if you had representation, you could get yourself like a courtroom drama show, not drama show. Like you could be a, a judge, uh, like a TV judge.
5: Billy, Billy, I, I've had those offers and I turn them down. I don't want to do that kind of shit. I Hi. still enjoy because I'm a frustrated actor and there's nothing more fun than suing a, li- a lying cop. There's nothing more fun than like giving it. a closing argument, and I don't want. I still enjoy what I'm doing, man. I love my my boss gives me every day off that I want. He does everything. <laughs> Sounds I want like to someone me. else on the show. And I get paid for it. What the f- would I want to give that up for? I love what I do right now. Carl, what's your record? Uh, I have it right uh, here. Uh, no, no we're oh, not seven talking, 12, I'm not seven 12.
0: twelve. Not that record, not too. Football, oh, his yes. court record. His court record. Undefeated, <laughs> <laughs> okay. man.
5: Get out of here. <laughs> For the first five years, I was a federal public defender in Los Angeles, the bank robbery capital of the world. Yeah, I lost 35 trials in a row, and I'm a good <laughs> lawyer. Okay? No, stats so would indicate
2: not so much. you won't
5: know, but you you only try your tough cases. Right. That's the problem. So I only try tough cases, but the only thing I have to win to stay in business. And I've had my own firm for 25 years.
0: That a boy. So
5: that's what I say.
0: And that victory in the OJ trial really eliminated all those losses, right? I mean, it
5: had to. That gave me the confidence to open my own firm and to do it myself. And you guys got to understand, as big as Johnny Cochran was after OJ Simpson, he was bigger than that in Los Angeles before OJ Simpson. Crazy. So, yeah. Stepping into his toes has made me the man in Los Angeles. Fine for me. So what's your record after
1: the OJ trial?
5: I win more cases than I lose. And I That's sell all you need. more cases than I win. That's oh. all you need.
0: That's all you need. <laughs> Be nice if you would win more games than you lose, though. I mean, well, yeah. I'm
5: working on that I hear that <laughs> shit. Let's, let's get to the games. I hear that shit. Who knew that Mark gonna go out? Who knew this shit?
0: All right, let me uh, let me update everyone here on the uh, total after eight weeks of the season. K Funk is 19 and 19. K Funk, i nice season. Mojo, the spreadmaster, Master, who's uh, who's on a honeymoon that's been, lasted a year. It's no longer a honeymoon. He's 17 and 21, having a decent season. Mojo. Carl is seven and twelve. Uh Chris Gronkowski is fifteen and twenty-three. Job and his coin are
1: fourteen and twenty-four. What the f happened to your coin last week, Jabba? I
5: know. Yeah. Last Jabba. week was miserable in every way, shape, and form. Yeah.
0: Uh Jabba went one and four last week. Carl Douglas went one and four. Rosalind the Witch was two and three. Uh Chris Gronkowski went two and three. K Funk went three and two. Mojo went three and two. Uh, so, are we ready to select? And Jabba, I'd start thinking like maybe a different strategy. You're going to stick to the coin, but I'd also start thinking what celebrity you're going to get on the final episode this year. I'm thinking Justin Verlander. I'm thinking. Did anybody feel weird
3: after our show last week with Roslyn the Witch because it was it was weird?
0: She cast good spells on all of you because she liked all of you. Jabba, I think I think I could be wrong. She had some sort of physical attraction to you. I'm a, serious.
2: A completely inventing that. She didn't say anything of the sort. I know Rosalind very well. I mean.
1: How, how far does she live from Lincoln, Nebraska is the question.
0: <laughs> very. <laughs> Too far. <laughs> I
1: was just, I was like, I was hoping the coin didn't pick against her. Cause I
3: was like, this has got to be some good juju. I think. Okay. But obviously one in four didn't, so didn't wait. do
1: us very well. So you talked after we all hung up, you talked to her and what happened? She was like casting spells or something.
0: She was doing stuff um while you guys were making your picks. We didn't ask um, her what she was doing, and yeah. then she told us she afterwards had the candle, her witchcraft. A candle yeah. like and she cast positive spells on all of you. Yeah. Uh especially okay. you, K Funk. She felt yeah. like you needed it.
4: You, you guys know? were rushed <laughs>
2: off at the end. you so got said that Thank he had you. to talk business. It wasn't really business, it was just gossiping about you guys with the witch after <laughs> getting her impressions. Okay. Yeah.
5: It, it, hey, I had a, I had a good weekend, so it worked. I had a good weekend.
2: She said you were a good person. Thank she
5: did.
0: You. Yes.
5: Was that
0: on yep. the air? Was yeah. The shit? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> you wanted to send you audio of it? I mean.
5: Yes. Yeah. I would hear that shit. <laughs> okay. I had, good, I had a good weekend after leaving the show. Something came up. I had a great weekend. Mm-hmm. My first cruise ever, Stu Goth, a three-day nice. cruise. Where'd you go? Yes. Good fun. Where'd you go, Carl? Ensenada. Three days. Down and back. Oh, that's wonderful, man. I've never been on a cruise in my life. I could see it going to Catalina Island out here in California. And I wanted to try it out. It was a, it was a cool experience.
0: Yeah. All right. And you're giving Roslyn all the credit for that. I mean,
5: Hey, now that I know I get it. I'm saying it worked for me. Yeah. Good. All right. Let's get to the picks here.
0: Let's go. uh, Let's start with the Packers at lions. The lions are plus three and a half at home. I don't know how Dan Campbell still has a job, but he does. Let's go to K Funk first. K Funk, who are you going with here? Lions, plus three and a half at home. Take it on
1: the Packers. I mean, they find a way to cover a lot of the games. So I'm just going to stick with the I'm going to go with the Lions.
0: Uh, Billy, picking for Chris Gronkowski here. Billy, what is Chris taking?
2: I'm going to take the Packers. Okay. You're taking the <laughs> Packers.
0: Uh, Carl Douglas, who are
5: you going with here? Sooner or later, the real Aaron Rodgers has to show up. So I'm taking the Packers. All right, Mikey, you are picking for Mojo.
0: Uh, What is Mojo taking in this game?
4: Who did Chris Gronkowski pick with his little arms? He took the Packers. Your boy, Mojo, is going to head and take the
1: Lions, baby. Listen, that was pretty awesome. That was pretty awesome. The only two two issues are Mojo played for the Packers and I think the Cardinals, right? And he always picks them, so that might be a discrepancy. Mm. Mojo played? Well, Okay, i I'm learning of it, to be whoa, honest with you. Whoa. Yeah,
4: Mikey A, damn,
1: like, whoa.
4: yeah.
0: Show up. Wow.
1: Right.
0: Show beautiful. up or take whatever picks Mikey A makes for you. Exactly.
1: Okay. okay, Mikey.
5: Okay, you're on your own that time, Mikey. You're on your
0: own. I love you, baby, but you're on your own on that one. Okay. Oh, that <laughs> is great. Okay, uh, Jabba, you ready? You got the coin ready? Yep. We go heads, Packers. We go tails, Lions. That's. All right, you have the Green Bay Packers. I like that pick for you, Java. Let's go to the next game. Seahawks at Cardinals. Cardinals are minus two at home. We will start with Chris Gronkowski, who's being played by Billy Gill today. Uh, Billy Gill, who is Chris taking? Mm, I'm
5: going to go with the Seahawks.
0: Let's go to Carl Douglas here. Uh, Cardinals minus two, take it on the Seahawks. Uh, Carl, who are you going with?
5: I'm going to follow Chris to take the Seahawks as well this time. Yes. Okay.
0: <laughs> okay. Chris, such a trend trendsetter. I mean, <laughs> let's go to K Funk. K Funk, uh, Cardinals, minus two, take it on the Seahawks. Geno Smith, the MVP of the NFL. What the f- is
1: happening go ahead I don't, know. I don't know about it but i'm gonna take arizona at home mm. minus two
0: okay uh let's go to mojo now <laughs> mojo uh <laughs> cardinals minus two at home take it on the seahawks
4: you know your boy mojo's gonna be out there at the tailgate promoting john o'hurley cbd oil for dogs it's the best cbd oil you can get from john o'hurley your
1: boy mojo's gonna be there Give me the Cardinals with the points. He did that perfect with the he points.
0: Did. Uh Seahawks at Cardinals. Jobby, you ready? Yep. All right. Head Seahawks, Tails Cardinals. Flip it. Heads. Heads. All right. You have the uh Seahawks. Uh Rams at Buccaneers. Our third game here. Uh Buccaneers are two and a half point favorites at home. We will start with uh with Carl Douglas here. Carl, who are you taking?
5: Um, let me think about this. Okay. I'm gonna go with the Rams with the points.
0: Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah, did the hat thing. You're right. My bad. My bad. <laughs> okay, Funk, you taking here?
1: I don't know why I keep doing this, but uh, Brady, man. I'm taking Brady, but it's probably not gonna end up well for me.
0: Okay, let's go to uh <laughs> let's go to Mojo. Mojo, uh Buccaneers minus two and a half. Take it on the Rams. Who do you have?
4: Your boy Mojo is already better at marriage than Tom Brady ever was. Go ahead and give me the Rams.
0: Wow. Uh, with the points Chris Gronkowski will go to you by the way when's your brother coming back uh, Tom needs him now more than uh, ever the team's not playing well he needs a friend right now when is your brother coming back Chris
2: Uh, I think I could get him on in a couple weeks I think in like <laughs> week 8 I could get him on I could get him on in a couple weeks give me the bucks is All this 99.9% right. sure 99.9% sure yeah, yeah. just beckon
0: Uh Jabba heads, rams, tails, buccaneers go ahead and flip it man What'd you get heads? Yeah. All right. So you have the Rams there. Titans at chiefs chiefs. My, this is crazy. The Titans are a good football team. Chiefs are minus 12 and a half at <laughs> no, home. Taking on the Titans so at Tannehill might be out for this game. I don't have the latest news of Ryan <laughs> Tannehill. So he might be out for the game. Malik Willis was the, uh, was the quarterback last week he was not good they still won but he was not good Derrick Henry was great so we'll go to uh we'll go to mojo first here I haven't got the mojo first here let's go to uh let's go to Mojo for Chiefs minus 12 and a half take it on the Titans
4: I'm running out of things to say besides calling myself the spread master so I'm gonna take the Chiefs baby with the points
0: <laughs> okay let's go to Carl Douglas Carl Chiefs minus twelve and a half. 12 and a half take it on the Titans
5: that's a lot of points. Derrick Henry's gonna run crazy again. So I'll take the Titans and the points.
0: Let's go to K Funk. K Funk, Chiefs, minus twelve and a half. Take it on the
1: Titans. I'm with you, Carl. I'm with you on this one. Way too many points here. I'm taking the Titans, Derrick Henry. My fantasy team gonna go off again.
0: All right, and let's go to Chris Gronkowski here. Chris, Chiefs minus 12 and a half at home. Take it on the Titans.
2: I'm with Carl and K Funk. It's a lot of points, and it's, you know, Mojo. Who do Mojo take? The Chiefs, so give me the Titans. Uh, Java,
0: heads is uh, Titans. Tails is the Kansas City Chiefs. Holy shit, heads again. Wow. Oh, my God. All right, final game, fellas. Uh, the Saints are plus two and a half at home. Take it on the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, we'll go to uh let's go to Chris Gronkowski first. Chris, who do you have here?
2: Uh
1: I'll take the Saints.
0: Okay. Let's go to K Funk. K Saints plus two and a half. Take it on the Ravens at home.
1: Yeah, I don't the Saints played awesome last week. I I don't see them doing that again, so I'm gonna take Baltimore.
0: Okay. Uh let's go to Carl here. Carl Saints plus two and a half at home. Take it on the Ravens.
5: Yeah, I'm going to go again with the point. I'm going to take the Ravens. Okay. Uh,
0: Mojo, who are you going with
5: here? I got more wins this year than my buddy
4: Creston has bringing on guests this week. So let me tell you this. My boy Mikey A is going to this game. Give me the Hoonats. Give me the Saints, baby. I'll take the points.
0: Wow. <laughs> amazing mojo knows what mikey A is doing this yeah, weekend he's on vacation in europe it's unbelievable
4: can we stop that my throat is starting to hurt can we move
0: <laughs> on <laughs> uh heads ravens tails saints java flip it wow Five That's heads a in a row. So Jabba, you're fourteen and twenty-four. Have you thought about the celebrity you're going to bring on at the end of the uh at the end? It's you or Chris here, I think. Chris, have it's, you thought
1: about week, it at all? It's, it's week eight. <laughs> Relax, man. Yes. We got three months. We got three months left. Come on. Right, it's uh, week right.
2: eight. Mojo was in first place and then he went all the way to like way last and then he got back up to like second. Like this things will change. Yeah. <laughs> no,
0: they'll change. They'll
2: change.
3: But, I mean, the games this year have just been like some you're just like shake your
5: head at you're like, how does that even possible? So it's I mean, there's yeah. so much stuff that could happen throughout the year. Okay. A lot, injuries, a lot of injuries still, but a lot of injuries this year. Okay, guys, I got a real job. See y'all later. <laughs> Bye guys. All
0: right, Carl. All right, thank you, fellas. All right, boys. God bless
1: football. God bless football.
0: Stugatz. Yo. So
2: This is the part of the show where we would normally be done, Uh, but we have more explaining to do to the audience because we have a little bonus, God bless football, a little overtime. We do? We do. And the reason that we have a little bonus, God bless football, is because, and let's be just completely honest with the audience. Go ahead. We sat down with John O'Hurley for an episode (laughs) of Stupidity to promote the dog show after thanksgiving and his line of dog cbd oil <laughs> and for whatever reason is it in an interview that has not aired yet because oh again God. it's for the thanksgiving dog show right <laughs> you decided to ask john o'hurley to pick five games for this week so we can't air that when we air his interview because, again, we didn't air that interview this week. (laughs) I was going to
0: say air those, Billy, and see if anyone noticed. But Go ahead.
2: (laughs) So we would air them either next week or in late November around the dog show, and he'd be picking week nine NFL games, and that made no sense. So we're going to give you a little bonus here where John O'Hurley is going to drop out of the sky and pick five NFL
0: games (laughs) with us for this week. At this point, I am so exhausted, so tired, taping so many shows that I have no idea who I'm talking to and what show it's for. And so I'm incapable of not asking a guest, any guest, to pick five games against Mojo.
2: Well, here's the thing. If you really, really want to go behind the scenes, we almost had John O'Hurley on with Carl Douglas and Jabba and all of them because of the way times were lining up. They were all in the waiting room at the same time. So... God bless football.
0: Uh John, we appreciate the time. Odd question here. Do you want to select five football games for us? What do you how do you feel about that? You know, I don't think I would know well enough because again, I'm a monosyllabic player. I'm a Brady guy and Brad. he's having a terrible time of it um and uh, you know i love the patriots too but they're having their own difficulties so i I don't know that i'd be able to pick anything good i hope brady wins again that's all i care about he will win again he's always winning but for the sake of the show that we do which is called god bless football the less you know the more you know we had a witch on. we have lawyers on. we just have random people on making picks okay so i'm just gonna ask you quickly and just you know whatever you feel just give us a pick packers at lions lions plus three and a half who are you going with uh, I like uh, I like the Packers there. Okay, good. Seahawks at Cardinals. Cardinals minus two. No Seahawks. Some conviction for John O'Hurley right there. Mm-hmm. Seahawks quickly. Gino Smith is good. Rams at Buccaneers. There you go. Your boy Tom Brady I, minus I, two I and a half. Go, yeah, I gotta go Bucks. Okay. Uh, Titans at Chiefs. Chiefs minus twelve and a half. I'll take the Chiefs. Okay. And Ravens at Saints. These Saints are plus two and a half at home. Hmm, I'll take out uh, their home Okay, yeah, Saints Okay, great Now listen, if you have a winning week You have to come back on next week I'm just letting you know now okay? uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> we, can, we, can, we can actually ask and talk, We could do this exact same show again next week I think it's a great idea I love it. Let's do it, we're in, okay <laughs> uh, John, thanks so much for the time We know you're busy uh, We appreciate it Good luck with everything this, moving forward here This was time well spent, thank you Billy Yeah Why'd we do that? I don't <laughs>
2: I I can't. I couldn't even tell you. God bless football. Can
0: I tease something for next week? Oh, no. (laughs) Mid-season awards. (laughs) Oh, I knew that would excite you. We'll get Chris Sims' mid-season awards. I'm sure he'll be thrilled. God bless O'Hurley.
2: God bless whatever this is.